Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in the studio today with only Amy Oztan. Only Amy. <laughs> Amy ever after. Only Amy. It sounds like a separate blog. The only <laughs> Amy blog. Um, Andrea is busy today, too busy to be with us. So that is fine. We are holding down the fort, and we are going to talk about two top a topic, actually one topic that um, Amy and I love, <laughs> based on an NPR article called "Our Helicopter Parents Ruining Summer Camp," which I just had my visiting day two weeks, well, two weekends ago. So this is like so top of mind for me. Um, and you know how we feel about helicopter parents in general, but well, this is like a very different thing because you're supposed to be on your own. Um, and then we'll have our bites of the week. So it's sort of a short show, but it should be a good one. It's a good way to sort of, for a lot of people, end their summer. We have a lot of kids going back to school already. That's freaking, my son hasn't left for summer camp yet. (laughs) So seeing, seeing everyone's back to school pictures, it's totally freaking me out. I was taken off guard. I will, I will say july 31st or i guess august 1st there were a lot of back to school pictures today on facebook there were some in mid-july that's just wrong and i was like do they go to a year-round school nope that's just when school starts But that is year-round right like well no because they've been out since like may 1st but that's still a pretty short summer well no no no, that's that's 10 weeks because if you like since we're gonna talk about summer camp if you wanted to send your kid to an east coast summer camp you couldn't yeah there's no way to do that. Maybe they could go for three weeks. They could. I don't, I don't even know. But they'd already have had like six weeks of summer before camp right. starts. Right. They'd, they'd be going right at the end of summer like my son does. Because my son does a, a program in Queens for half the summer and then he goes. So you find like a session camp where they can just go. Right. Well, bit. like the one that your girls went to, they that was just it. Like that, it was just that session, right? It's like seven they had weeks. to go for the whole thing. You go for seven weeks. Yeah. So there are kids who... Um, leave early like because there are some kids who start in mid-august so they might miss the last week of camp or something both of my kids camps are session camps where sh- yeah there are people who go for the entire eight or nine weeks or whatever but it's usually like jake's camp is three week sessions fiona's you can go anywhere from a week to nine weeks I yeah think. we purposely chose a camp where there were no sessions because my girls don't like change <laughs> and we just honestly knew that like if if like a big chunk of girls left and then a new chunk of girls came they would be like why are we here like they would that would yeah. so not have gone well for them at nine years old well i actually talked to fiona on the phone last week um for a sad reason usually we don't talk to them on the phone when they're at camp unless something's wrong and sure enough she had 102 fever and strep oh, that's so sad. yeah so she was in the infirmary and they needed my permission to give her antibiotics and so we got to talk to her and um she said that everybody in her cabin had left except one girl there was going to be an entire new group of girls the next the next uh, day which was weird to have like pretty much everybody leave that's and weird. then she was in the infirmary that night so that one poor girl was alone oh that's creepy yeah i hope they put her in a different bunk that night since they probably had some empty i mean beds. they had counselors in there probably but still that's just weird to be the only camper for the especially night especially at creepy summer camp <laughs> so here's the thing so we've talked about this before that most people send their kids to camp partly because they want them to be unplugged that yeah. the assumption is your kids are going to be 
doing outdoor stuff, hiking, swimming, or if they're at a theater camp, they're doing theater. If they're at music, they're doing music, but they are not sitting behind a screen unless you've sent your kid to computer STEM right. camp. And one of the reasons that we picked my our, our camp, the camp that both of our kids started out at, was because it said there were absolutely no cell phones or internet-connected devices allowed, and that told turned out to be total crap. Really? Yeah. So my daughter's camp, that is seriously true. <laughs> Um, there's no electricity in the bunk, so too bad for you anyway. Um, we have to send them like a battery-powered fan at night <laughs> and whatever. Um, but you get it confiscated. 100% taken away. That's the away. way it should be. Yeah. Although I was kind of annoyed because they wouldn't even allow a Kindle Paperwhite. Mm. I'm like, that's not connected to the internet. It has yeah. all their books on it. That's was a little annoying but it's fine they they prefer well, that's, regular books that's anyway. actually how jake convinced us to let him bring his phone last year i remember on the show we taught him like my son has never even asked to bring his phone my son is awesome he <laughs> wants to unplug and like literally two days later he asked if he could bring his phone and the reason was all of his books are on it um including a few that he had to read for school and there's like no internet in the camp anyway right so yeah whatever well but if they bring a phone they can get a cell signal, right? So even if there's no Wi-Fi, I can't, but a lot of camps, I can't even like text I while I'm at camp. I can't camp. get a cell no, signal. No, nothing. Can't be there. But they take it away, and I think what's happened is parents went from appreciating that to now expecting their kids to be always available. Hmm. So in this article, they talk about they talk about this camp in South Carolina. Um, which runs like different ones, but they ban cell phones and other electronic devo- devices for campers. But parents give their children a decoy to turn in and a second phone to keep hidden. That's crazy. I mean, they were sent, one 11-year-old was sent a cell phone and a care package. And they said, we just held on to it and sent it back at the end of the <laughs> session. Um, so millions of children attend nearly 8,400 different sleepaway camps in the U.S. And most limit access to technology. Only 17% of ACA accredited camps allow access to the internet on a scheduled basis, and only 10% allow access to cell phones. Yeah, but are they counting camps like my daughter's camp where it says in the handbook that they don't allow them, and then nobody cares if you bring one? Right. So it's got to be higher than 10%. It's definitely, it's probably like 10% have a policy you can bring it. So one of my good friends sent her daughter to camp for the first time. No, followed all the rules. She's a rule follower <laughs> and gets a text from her daughter because her daughter's friend had her of had a course. cell phone and she just texted her to say like, hey, I love camp, whatever. And she's like, why am I why am I getting this? And then this is the weirdest thing. Looking through the camp pictures, there's an official camp picture, you know, we are going through all the pictures of that girl with the phone uh, tucked into her shorts. Like you can see it, like not discreet. So obviously they didn't care. The worst is when you're the only rule follower and everybody right. else knows. Like the I was the only one not to send my kids food the first year at camp. Everybody else was getting care packages of baked goods and stuff and oh, potato wow. chips. And I was the only one not doing it because, again, the handbook said not to. They don't care. Like, right. just make the handbook reflect reality. Well, it's funny you say that. So food, definitely not allowed in my daughter's camp. They Because they open all the packages before they give them to mm. them. So if it's food, it's confiscated. What, what they used to say, which was the funniest thing they said every year, was no candy at visiting day. Hmm. And so, of course, the first year, <laughs> we show up with <laughs> and everyone else not only has candy, but has, like, giant you know cupcakes with this camp logo oh. on it and like giant cookie cakes with your name on it and whatever and this we, was just in an out uh, an odd mom out yeah episode. it was that was extreme <laughs> um but we learned that like that's 
not true. You should yeah. bring candy. And then they share it. The way they do it at their camp is they put out the picnic blankets and then everyone pulls their candy and they do it right when the parents leave. And it's sort of a way oh. to make kids be okay with their parents well, leaving. We'll distract you with all this candy. Exactly. And then you have like an hour to eat it. So so there's always throwing <laughs> up involved because oh, you get shoved so much food and candy in their mouth. Um, and then they have like a big water fight. So... And then whatever's left, the counselors take and probably eat. Nice. So, like, fine. This year, for the first time ever, they wrote in the letter before visiting day, we know you're going to bring candy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, they changed their policy. And they were like, please limit it to what they can consume but on a reasonable good. basis. good. At least they're telling you what reality is. We were right. so used to not having rules followed at my daughter's camp that when my son started going to a different camp, we assumed it was the same thing. And we did try to bring him food on the first time, the first time he was there on visiting day. And they have like a kosher element. So you really couldn't bring food. Right. So then we're like, okay, we will put this back in the car. And we looked like idiots. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting because one of the things that is hard for camp directors is they are there to teach your kids independence, right? Like, mm -hmm. you have to think about why you're sending your kid to camp. It can't just be that you want your kid to go away. I no, mean, no, what surprised send them to the grandparents me, then. like, I, no, I want them to go away, but but I want them to go away to a place like this, right. you know, not to be spoiled by their grandparents for six weeks. But what surprised me is how many of my completely ultra control freak, crazy parent friends send their kids away to camp. I couldn't believe that they would actually be willing to give up that control for, for well, the summer. Well, it turns out they're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think for many people, camp is a tradition. So there's people who have went to camp. They went to, you know, like they're like camp people. Right. Right. We know those people. And then there are people who just hear about camp from other people and decide, like, this is something that sounds awesome. I want my kid to experience this. But they never went to camp themselves, so they might not have that same memory of camp being this totally unplugged place, which, of course, it was because we were all unplugged. <laughs> there was nothing to plug right, in unless you brought your Walkman. Right. And they probably had a Walkman debate. But I think everyone brought their Walkman. But, um, but it's interesting because I think it's newer parents who are just are used to having their kids text them every hour at yeah. school, at whatever. Oh, who, my God. Like, they think they want their kids to be unplugged, but they don't want them to be unplugged from them. Right. And they can't let go of that feeling. And it is just, it's the opposite of what camp is supposed to be. Yeah. Right? Like, you're supposed to, your kid's supposed to feel like they have to make decisions by themselves. They have to work out problems in their bunk. They have to know how to go to adult other adults if they have an issue. Yeah, like, they're, they're learning independence, but they're not on their own. So you still get the call if your kid has strep. Right. You know, you're not completely just throwing them out into the wilderness. Right. They're going to give you an update. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting, too, because... They talked about um, pictures, and so my my daughter's camp. I swear, it's the only camp left on earth that doesn't post pictures. It is. It, it has to be, um, and it's. I think maybe a reason why maybe some people don't choose it because it freaks them out that they're not <laughs> even going to get pictures. Um, but the first year, my daughters went to like a tryout camp for ten days, and they did post pictures, and it was awful because every day we were looking through hundreds of pictures oh, yeah. looking for them, and one time. There was all these pictures of one of my daughters, not the other. So I said to my husband, I'm like, I think because they're identical twins, they probably think they got both of oh them. Oh, my God. But they didn't. And so I'm like, you know what? It's not a big deal. And then I get 
a call from my mom. Why are there no pictures of Sophia in those pictures? I got a call from my dad. Oh my god! And then I was like, oh my god, Corey's like, I have to call the camp. He's like, now I have to call the camp. Like, like when I was like, it's not a big deal. And then all of a sudden, everyone is making this huge deal out of it. She must be unhappy. They didn't take any pictures <laughs> of her. And they talk about that this in the article that like they can't even win in that way. Just saying like you're going to get pictures. Right. That's how you should feel connected to your kid. Because then if sure enough, if your kid's not in a picture or if they're like in the background, so it looks like they're being left out or whatever, then well, pa- their parents call the director. <laughs> I have a funny story about the first time our kids went. The first time they went to camp, they did the same kind of tryout thing. They went for, I think, eight nights. And um, they were young. They were like seven and ten. So especially with Fiona, who was so young, we were checking the pictures every morning. Like we would just wake up and check the pictures. (laughs) And there are hundreds, hundreds to go through. There were pictures of Jake everywhere. Jake was in like every freaking picture. By like day six, when there were no pictures of Fiona, like not even one, Omar started seriously saying like, do you think something happened to her and they haven't told us <laughs> they lost her? <laughs> Fiona's lost in the woods. They're hoping you won't notice. And the 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 answer turned out to be that Fiona was in the same cabin as the owner's daughter. And he's the one who takes the pictures. Oh, and his daughter doesn't like him hanging around her. So he's like never taking pictures of their cabin. And that's still true. Like, she's still in the cabin so with his daughter. Funny. Yeah. But it was hilarious. Like, right. She's like, Dad. Yeah, exactly. So, like, <laughs> he dare. just, so, like, we get, like, I don't even know. It's, we, for the first few years, we really were obsessive about looking through the pictures because, you know, they're your that's kids. all you have. They're gone for okay, six so weeks. Okay, so I'll tell you how pathetic I am because I don't get pictures. I look at the weather. <laughs> I look at the weather at their camp. I do. I go on AccuWeather. I'm like, oh, they're having a good day. Let's see what it's going to be like all day. It's like all I have. I'm like, it's a good day there today. Okay. Well, oh, it's going to rain later. Like, there's nothing I could do about it, but it's all I have. At this point, this is Fiona's seventh summer gone. I, do. I looked through the first, like, three or four days of pictures, and then I forgot. <laughs> so it's been, like, what, three and a half weeks, and I, ha- I need to look. Because she's going to so be like, funny. did you see the picture of me doing whatever? And I'm going to be like... Yeah, yeah you that was awesome. Great. Was you looked great. like you were having fun. <laughs> you have to go check up on everything yeah. now. You have a ton to go through. But was this the article that talked about somebody sewing a cell phone into a stuffed animal? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Now, <laughs> I haven't seen anything crazy like that, but I read articles. My son goes to um, now, He, you know, for the first few years, he went to the same campus as sister. Then he switched to, like, one of those, like, artsy that's where my friend's camps. daughter is, where the friend has the phone. Yeah. So the stuff that happens at those camps, like there, there are two or three in this area that are like, like everybody famous went to one of right. them, right? And these are like people who seriously want to perform for the rest of their lives. Right. And some of them have serious stage parents. And there are stories of like... Um, and agents. Yeah. And there are stories of like, okay, um, if you don't get the lead... Put your hand on your knee in the picture so that I know and I can call the director. Like, that stuff happens. That's crazy. It's insane. Like, just let go. Cell phones have turned everyone into a stage parent. Like, there used to be a stage parent, right? And now everyone's a freaking stage parent because everyone's on top of their kid, emailing all the time, needing the text all the time, you know, managing, calling. I don't, I mean, look, there were always parents like that that would step in and interfere for their kids there always were but now it feels like it's expected 
almost. I don't know, like maybe because parents are sharing all this stuff on social media and they have this FOMO or they feel like they're not doing enough. So like, why is this person hearing from their kid? And why is that person? I mean, look, we talked about this with college. Yeah. The parents who were setting were the alarm clock for their kids oh yeah the ones who were who were like the like skyping like waking up the computer in the morning and waking up their kids like got a copy of their kids syllabus knew all Uh. their papers were due were helping them do research like how debilitating that is is crazy yeah it's crazy well we're going in the other direction it was kind of funny our son just turned 16 and um the weekend of his 16th birthday he was going to somebody else's birthday party and we've never talked about a curfew. Like we've talked about this on the show before. No, like never he, really he never wanted out. to go anywhere. <laughs> like good. we don't he, need a curfew. <laughs> we would love for him to go out and need a curfew, but he never wants Please to. Please leave the house. Yeah. So it just it had never come up. So he leaves at five. Now, now he's too old. Yeah. You <laughs> missed we, it. We, we missed the window. <laughs> he's sixteen. Too late. Well, so now he so he leaves for this party at five p.m. It was like yeah, twenty minutes subway ride away. It wasn't far away, and we didn't talk about when he was coming home because like. He was a, or did you talk about how he was even getting home? No, I assumed he like, was coming home on the, the subway. subway. No, I assumed he was coming morning. home. Well, because it didn't occur to me that he'd be coming home that late. He right. left at 5. He doesn't like to stay out. So at like 11.30, I'm like, where is he? Is he coming <laughs> home? So I texted him. I'm like, are you planning on coming home at any point soon? And he was like, well, I was, but I just found out they have a pool table. I was like, oh, my God. All right. When so you come have home, to have this conversation. take an Uber. <laughs> You know, don't yes. get on the G train at like yeah, one please. in the morning. Even just the station is what's says. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. So that was like, wow, I guess we need to talk about a curfew if he's actually going to start. Now, now that I'm saying that, he probably won't go out for another year <laughs> and it won't even be an issue. But yeah, like just let them go. Let them figure things out, especially yeah. if you're spending all that money to send them to camp. Yes. If you're spending money to send them to camp let them be and one of the things says that all this research on overparenting is that when parents behave this way you think you're helping your child but mm-hmm. actually you are stunting their independence and you're telegraphing that you don't think they can get through any tough moments on their own and right. then the kids pick up on that and they feel more and more helpless and it makes them question their own choices give them no they have no confidence in their choices i mean i remember a friend's daughter who like she couldn't pick out her own clothes. Yeah. We're talking like sixth, seventh grade. Had no confidence in picking out what she was going to wear in the morning. If you're still picking out your kids' clothes the night before and they're in seventh, eighth grade, it's it's just going to make them feel like they can't make a decision on their own or that what they decide isn't correct. And then they question a lot of things, well, right? But the other side of this is by the time I was my son's age, by the time I had turned 16, I had messed up so many times. I had made so yeah. many stupid decisions. I, I had, had so many jobs. <laughs> How many jobs have your kids had? Uh, none. I was definitely on my, like, <laughs> I definitely had at least three jobs by the time I was Jake 16. Jake watched our neighbor's cat for a couple right. of weeks. Like, that's it. Yeah, like, I had had a penny saver route. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you just, you had so much more opportunity to mess up. I also didn't do anything after school, though. I will say mm. that, that my kids do so much more and so much more work than I did. Think of what I did after school. I, I used to just like go downtown and hang out with my right. friends. That's what I'm saying. Like my yeah. kids have a million clubs and activities and things. Like they do a lot. I had math team. <laughs> I had the play, and once the play yeah. was over in December, 
Yeah, I enjoyed we, I had like school. rehearsals. Rehe- I wanted but, to but, hang out. But still, our school ended at 2.22, so all the rehearsals and stuff were done by like 4 p.m. Right. So it still wasn't late, but... We had so many opportunities to mess up without it being front page internet news. Right. So, like, you know, here I am saying, you know, let your kid figure it out. Let them go make mistakes. But then if they do make a mistake, now it's going to be like, you know, at least all over Facebook probably. But not at camp. No, not the at point camp. Of sending your kid to camp is so they can make those mistakes, so they can cry because they're too scared to go on the high ropes course and mm-hmm. then finally do it during the summer or they don't get the lead in the play and they have to be a good sport and support their teammates mm-hmm. or their team loses color war like whatever it is like they have to go through that and you're also generally not with people that you're with for the rest of the year so you can right. mess up and try things in front of a group that will not know about it in september well, that's why when you camp go back friendships are so strong yeah. right because kids i mean aside from living together you, I remember the director of their camp said, the best thing about camp is you get to be whoever you want to be. Mm-hmm. So when you show up here, it's a blank slate. And that's why they don't like to take a lot of people from the same school or, you know, things like that. And it's really true. And so if you're contacting your kid all the time mm-hmm. and texting them all the time, they don't get a blank slate. They're exactly the same kid that they were at home, for better or worse, because you're on top of them all the time, just like you are at home. Don't do it. Don't spend all that money to send your kid to camp and then text them all the time. Right. Just let them be. Just keep them home where you can watch them. Exactly. Might as well send them to day camp. All right. On that note, you know where we fall on the helicopter parenting. We're, we're so judgy. <laughs> we're care. very judgy. Well, look, if you need to text your kid every day at camp, we would like to hear from you and you can tell us why and Try how to convince and, us why you're not crazy. Yes. Convince us why it's beneficial for your child. Yeah. Um, and on that note, we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Our, our two little bites, just me and Amy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have, Amy? Mine is fun. Um... I love Disney's Haunted Mansion. It's one of my favorite rides. I have no idea why. It's so hokey. It's well, that's why. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so. Like it's just it's just fun. I love it. And I don't usually dress up for Halloween, but for the past two or three years I've been at a conference that happens right before Halloween and they've had a Disney sponsored party. So I actually went all out for costumes for that. And last year, I was Madame Leota, who is the floating um, head in in the seance scene in the Haunted Mansion. And um, I love her. And Disney just came out with some Madame Leota merchandise. Now, they've got tons of Haunted Mansion merchandise, but these were specifically uh, with her face on it. And they have a special magic band. They have, um, I think, four different purses. No, three different purses in three different sizes. And um, it's when it came out, it was only available at Disney Parks. And uh, two friends of mine were going to be there the next day. So I was like, oh, my God, could you please pick this stuff up for me? So they did. They, they got me the purse that I wanted, and they got me the magic band, and they sent it to me, and they're awesome. And I will post pictures. I'm so I'm like irrationally excited by these. <laughs> like I don't even have a Disney trip planned, and like I'm just gonna wear the magic band around New York City and wish it were. Yeah, and wish that it <laughs> that it opened doors for me and stuff. Um, but they have not only that stuff, but 
they've got a lot of other great new stuff that they came out with. And I, I think a lot of people don't know that even the stuff that they say it is only available in the Disney parks, it's usually available on their shopping app. So like this ah. stuff, it's it's been going in and out of stock, but it is available on their shopping app technically. So we'll post a link to their shopping app, which is great. So if you're not going to Disney World, you can shop for stuff that's generally only sold in the parks. But I have to say, because uh, one of my friends on Facebook wants to take his kid to Disney World for the first time and asked when's a good time. And first of all, people gave him such bad advice. And then I gave him good <laughs> advice, which was go in October. Oh, yeah. Because the Halloween stuff is so <gasps> much fun. And you don't have to be there on Halloween. Like, it happens for, it, it, for like two months two, or something. Yeah. I finally I'm like, get the tickets for that. Oh. Just do that. I, I went, we went last year, year we for, for the first the for the first time. It was it's uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween yeah. party, and you trick or treat all around. And, and like you're trick or treating, they give you full size candy yes. bars. I am 44 years old. I should not have been this excited about people <laughs> handing me full size candy it. bars. But I was. Yeah, it's the best. It was fantastic. And, you know, all of the characters are dressed up and everything's decorated. Yeah, yeah it's a great, great go time Halloween. to go. And, it's and not the weather scary. is, yeah, the weather isn't ridiculous. No. Oh, yeah, it's perfect for and little you kids. You get a great rate on a hotel, on the, yeah. on the really nice Disney property hotels. Really good time to go. Yep, go then. Especially if you have a little kid that you can pull out of school. Yes. Oh, that's that's the problem. Man, now that my kids are, I I, oh, the days when I could just pull them out I'm of school. I'm waiting for to them do to be stuff. seniors in high school. And like once they get into so college, I'm like, we're out of here. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, Disney Cruises, September. As soon as school starts in the Northeast, the Disney Cruises right. go to like half price for a few weeks. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. If you've got a little one, do it then. Yeah. Um, so my bite this week, since we're doing camp, is an episode of This American Life, which is a really old episode, but they replayed it recently. So you can get it in the podcast feed without, I think you have to pay normally if you go back into their archives, oh. but it's fresh. But it was so old, it might, This American Life might have been two or three it's like episode 106 wow. so it's so early in this american life it might be like the third year of this american life um which is also fun to hear but it was 1998 oh, the year and, i got married and it's and it's all about what makes camp people camp people and what makes non-camp people not like what people don't get about camp and they follow they go to this camp that has a boy's side and a girl's side and each reporter like embeds themselves on the sides <laughs> and they just do this whole in-depth and it's hilarious because it's all of the actual kids voices and like it's just such a great thing and then there's one story in the middle by I can't remember if it's Adam Davidson who now like he's like Planet Money like he has his own podcast but at the time he was just a contributor and it's a story about him going to Israeli military camp that wow. is literally the funniest thing you've ever heard because he <laughs> ends up being the star of a play they did during Israeli military <laughs> camp and it's it is if you are driving anywhere this summer I can't we listen to it on the way up to visiting day oh wow and um and then my husband and I had a fight about there's a whole part about Native American heritage quote unquote in camp like the uh. legacy of like the integration of the foe so we had a little disagreement about that, um, which then my daughters validated, so I won because um, <laughs> I thought it was horrible. Um, but anyway, you should listen to it. It is so good, and it's something your kids would totally enjoy listening to. I mean, it just captures what you can't explain when people are freaky about camp. I will listen to it on my way to my daughter's visiting yes, day next totally. weekend. I highly recommend And then it's funny to think that those kids are now, like, 
in their 30s. It's really weird yeah. when you think it was 1998. I'm like, oh wow. my God, those 13-year-olds are now 33 years old. Um, so anyway, that is our show for today. You can find us on facebook.com slash parentingbites and parentingbites.com. We will have links to this fabulous NPR article and all the bites we just talked about. It's like a light link show <laughs> this week. I like those shows. Yeah, Amy writes it up. She likes that. <laughs> Way better than our travel tech show that took like eight years to write up. Yes. Um, you can find us on iTunes. Rate, review, subscribe, share. And, of course, on Play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. And then next week we will be back with a new show. I think we'll figure it out, some of us in person, some of us on the phone, but we'll be back until some, then. Some of us are fleeing the city for a while, so <laughs> Not we'll me. see. I'm here. <laughs> um, all right, until next week, happy parenting. Bye. Bye.